that's why it's important to, to take a, a look with some fresh eyes as to who it is that you're marketing to right now. It's probably a little bit different than it was when you uh, initially put your business plan together. But as you said, it's not about um, becoming a whole new business or having a whole new mission. Your mission, if it was working before, it's valid. It just has to be maybe realigned and, and brought to market a little bit differently. Welcome to Market Space, a podcast for everyone sick of gimmicky, inauthentic marketing advice. Join me, Rebecca Mead, and my co-host Cheryl Rice for a no-holds-barred, unscripted, opinionated conversation on marketing for small businesses. In this, our first episode, Cheryl and I chat about the challenges of marketing during the COVID pandemic, how to take advantage of the opportunities without being opportunistic, and how to stick to your strategy while adjusting your outreach. If you like what you hear, hear more when you subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Just search for Market Space Podcast and have each episode delivered directly to your device. And here we go. Market Space Podcast, Episode 1, Marketing in the Time of COVID. Hey, Cheryl, how you doing? Hey, I'm great, Rebecca. How are you? I'm well, thanks. I'm well. And welcome to our inaugural episode of Market Space. Um, really unadulterated, honest conversations about marketing uh, for small businesses and uh, entrepreneurs and startups. Um, so my name's Rebecca Mead, um, and my partner here is Cheryl Rice. Um, Cheryl, tell us a little bit about yourself so that our listeners uh, kind of understand where we're all coming from on this. Sure thing. Well, um, I started out a number of years ago uh, working in the television industry. Um, I was primarily responsible for audience building, promotion, that type of stuff. That's kind of where I, I cut my teeth. I got my... Uh, my degree is in broadcasting, and, and that's where I, I started out doing TV promotion. Um, after I did that for a while, I moved into doing corporate communications, branding, and all that type of stuff for, for big companies. But uh, for the, the bulk of my career, I've been doing consulting for, for marketing, mainly marketing communications, a lot of stuff on the PR side. Um, now I'm starting to lean more toward the, the research side of things. Um, but I've been doing marketing and messaging for uh, for my whole career. Great, great. Yeah, I, you know, and I think I'm I find our, myself in that same kind of boat where after you know a twenty something I don't want to age myself a twenty something year career um, in mostly nonprofit and uh, consulting type of businesses. Um, I did you know marketing, branding, all that good stuff, similar to you, uh, communication plans and all that. Um, but then I found myself really wanting to help get really hands-on with clients. Um, so I started my business, it's been seven years, um, and been working with these small businesses and having, you know, got to say a really good time with it. Um, every day is different. Every client brings different um, challenges and opportunities. And, um, and so it's just been a lot of fun. Um, so, you know, like everybody else, uh, now that we're in this COVID world and working from home, we're gonna, we started decided to put this podcast together. So we wanted to share what we've learned over our careers um, and what we've learned working with our clients uh, to kind of, you know, just share these ideas, start talking about what really takes to be successful, move that needle, um, as they say in marketing, 
and uh, really just have fun while we do it. So, you know, today we're going to be talking about, you know, what it takes to uh, market during this COVID era, but in future episodes, we're going to be talking with guests and other marketing practitioners um, in specific areas, people um, who have also had really good careers and um, have made good impact with the work that they do. So, Cheryl, you know, we were talking before we started recording about um, some of the really incredible statistics that we're now learning about COVID's impact on businesses here, you know, here in the U.S. and across the globe. And you brought up one that was just really sobering. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised to see this one. It was a study from the National Federation of Independent Businesses, NFIB. I guess it's an organization specifically for entrepreneurs and small business people. Um, They did a survey really close to the beginning of, of this crisis in the like, late March, early April. And uh, 92% of the small businesses that responded to their survey said that they had been negatively impacted already by uh, the COVID-19 shutdowns and, uh, and the, all the changes in, um, you know, how people are, are going to market. So it's, um, you know, that's, and that's not a number that's, that can go down, obviously. Mm-hmm. If the negative impact was there in April, it's only been exacerbated through the summer and then now going into fall. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, kind of a human reaction to kind of panic, but it's, you know, we don't want to overreact as, um, you know, small businesses, we need to stay agile. Um, And it's not the time to kind of think about really just throwing out your strategy and starting from scratch. You know, it's such an emotional reaction, you know, as a small business you are the business, the business is you, you know, a lot of, um, you know, the entrepreneurial um, startups are based on passion and, um, and all that. And so when you get that emotional hit against that, then you, that's when we all turn to the panic mode. But I think we need to just take those deep breaths and say, it's really um, time to really think about staying true to your strategies, but adjusting how your tactics, uh, what you're, what you're going to be doing in your campaigns and your outreach and the channels that you'll be uh, working with. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's a, it's a scary time. I mean, my gosh, looking back at how I was feeling about what I was trying to do with my business when all this started, um, it's, it was terrifying because <laughs> you didn't know when you were going to be able to, um, to get together with people or to, to do the kind of outreach that you normally do. But um, I think it's important for people to, to realize that, it, that right now they need to be pulling out their business plan and, and taking a look at it because it's going to need adjusting. Um, their audience has changed. A lot of things have changed. But as you said, it's not a time to wad up the business plan and throw it away, mm-hmm. but it's, um, it needs to be reworked. And I think that's probably as we move into what might be termed a recovery, we hope it's a recovery, at least an, an adjustment to how things are now, you can take a look at that business plan. And one of the things that I wanted to, to talk a little bit about with, uh, with you today was the importance of what's called a SWOT analysis, S-W-O-P, mm-hmm. W-O-T. T. Um, <laughs> T. <laughs> You're not going to swap anything. S-W-O-T no. <laughs> analysis. Um, and uh, I, I would imagine a, a lot of folks in our, in our audience probably know what that is, but there might be a few uh, that don't, and that's cool. So I'm just going to go over it real quick exactly what that is. Um, it's strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Those are the aspects of your business 
that you look at when you do a SWOT analysis, which kind of becomes the basis of your, your business plan and certainly of your marketing plan. Um, your strengths, that probably hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. That's what you do well, you know? That's why you started your business. That's what you're good at. So, um, you know, take another look at what, um, what it is that you bring to the table and what your strengths are, because those need to be emphasized. That's one of the, the primary missions of, of marketing is emphasizing your strengths, letting mm -hmm. know people, letting people know what you do and how you're different. Build on those. Um, yep. Exactly. Yeah. And then um, your weaknesses are things that you have to kind of face, but they're not necessarily um, all negative. It, it might just be something that you don't bring to the table in your business. For instance, um, you know, maybe you're not able to offer as low a price as some other folks, you know, maybe that's, maybe your higher price is, can be conceived as a weakness, you know, it's just, um, you know, a, a place where somebody might have an advantage over you, you mm -hmm. know, it's not necessarily negative, it's just something that you got to face. Um, opportunities, I think we're probably going to talk about this a little bit more, and how you can, can face this new world and see the opportunities without necessarily being opportunistic. <laughs> there, um, exactly. uh, there are things about the, the post COVID world that um, there are needs, you know, and they, and maybe you're able to fill them, but mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of pain and, and negative stuff. So I, I, we're not talking about being opportunistic. We're really talking about helping. Yeah. And, and I think that there may be new needs that you probably didn't know about before COVID that you can fill and help clients yeah. with or customers with. Exactly, exactly. And then the final uh, letter there, the T, that's for threats. Um, everybody has uh, got lots of threats going on right now. Um, but, you know, just to take a look at them with, a, with clear eyes and understand that, you know, a lot of your customers, um, you know, some of them might not even be able to come back and yeah. you know, they might not be able to, to find you or to, to, to do business with you. There's, there's, there's yeah. a lot of threats and then you just have to figure out what those are and how they apply to your business. And I think there also can be a time aspect to this too, where some people have just gone into that hunker down mode of not buying, you know, um, yeah. there are, again, we go back to that fear and the fear response. And so, you know, depending on what you sell and or the services that you offer, some people may not just be ready to buy now. They may come back later and you have to consistently, um, you know, and, and empathetically market to them. Um, but uh, know that, you know, they may come back or it may be eight, nine, 18 months before they um, are ready to buy again. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's um, that's why it's important to to take a, a look with some fresh eyes as to who it is that you're marketing to right now. It's probably a little bit different than it was when you uh, initially put your business plan together. But as you said, it's not about um, becoming a whole new business or having a whole new mission. Your mission, if it was working before, it's valid. It just has to be maybe realigned and and brought to market a little bit differently. Yeah, and I think a lot of folks are having a problem getting into that agile mindset um, of being able to to change the dime because daily we're getting new new information. You know, I have um, a client who is in the travel industry, and of course that was completely um, just went 
from, you know, 60 miles an hour to zero in, in overnight. Um, and so, you know, figuring out how to be agile and respond to needs and, and look to the future with understanding that there is no definite in the future and how to be flexible and agile um, in that and find ways to still engage your audience to stay relevant. And so when the opportunity does come back, you can, you can be seen, be a part of their, their thought process for planning. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think um, just about any, any client, certainly that we've talked to and, and businesses just on, on a broader scale um, have got to uh, figure out how to bring an online presence more mm -hmm. into their business. I mean, some of the, you know, the smaller businesses, um, maybe some that are a little bit more uh, brick and mortar focused, maybe even manufacturers sometimes have really put that on the back burner. Mm -hmm. People that uh, have emphasized in-person selling a lot, you know, that's, that's great. It's great to be a good, you know, face-to-face -face salesperson, but that, has gone away for now. And, you know, I mean, we'll eventually get out to where we can network and be face-to-face -face at some point, but I don't think it's ever going to swing back 100%. entirely. No, yeah. agreed. Um, no, because face-to-face so, is what we're doing now with Zoom, I think, exactly. you know, for the most part. It's an adjustment and it's figuring nice. out the technology is not easy for some yep. folks. And certainly, um, you know, getting a, a web presence or a social media presence or mm -hmm. email or whatever it is that works for you, you have to be able to use the technology and, you know, find some resources to, to help you if you, if you need the help, but there's, uh, it's just something that, that you've, you've got to do. You have to be able to operate outside your brick and mortar store and outside face-to-face um, things. -face mm -hmm. Yep. And I think another, another way to, uh, that we have to think about it is that, um, just because you're marketing now doesn't mean that you're taking advantage of the situation either. You have to just be understanding, show empathy, be supportive and um, you know, understanding of the problems and the pain points that people are going through and how the buying decision is, you know, if, unless you're selling toilet paper, <laughs> how the buying decision is going to be elongated um, and how do you support that buying decision across the board. Um, you know, I think there was an interesting study that was done again back in March, um, you know, right at the very beginning of our um, understanding of this crisis, uh, the Harvard Business School saying that 25% of companies decided that they were going to go dark, you know, because they didn't want to take, be seen as taking advantage of us this crisis or leveraging it for their company gain. Um, and while, you know, obviously they needed, you know, adjusting it's important. I don't think going dark is really uh, the answer either, because again, you know, if you can offer a solution to a new problem that people are um, experiencing or to a, you know, an existing problem that is exacerbated by, by COVID, then you can be seen as a solution to them and, and, and a trusted you know, brand and whatever you want to call it, whether you're selling again toilet paper or you're selling, you know, software as a service. How do you, how do you help somebody? Um, and with that comes the trust and the, and the brand recognition. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you, um, and I'm not sitting here in any, any position of pretending like I have the answers <laughs> because that, that was some of the toughest decision-making when this all started. And I get why people were like, I'm not going to run any commercials. I'm not going to, sure. 
I'm not going to get out there at all because I don't want to look like a ghoul. And I don't yeah, you don't want to be tone deaf to the, yeah. to the situation. Yeah. And I saw, um, you know, some messaging that was good and some that was absolutely Awful. cringeworthy. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, like we, we've talked about the, uh, if, if your ad starts out in these, in these uncertain times, in these, <laughs> in this, yeah, in then this, it's just lip service. I mean, and, uh, yeah. and people see right through that and it actually can do your business so much more harm than good. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I've noticed um, a lot of brands are kind of finding their, um, you know, finding the right pace and the right tone. Now, um, one that, that comes to mind, um, I think Uber is doing a really nice job with uh, a lot of their marketing that's focused on um, informing people why masks are a good thing. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, they very clearly state that, you know, this driver wears a mask for this one and this one. But it's the the idea of the message is you got to wear a mask or you're not getting in, get in the car. That's what, that's what they're telling exactly. people. But, yep. but the message, but the messaging really does have the tone of helping people to understand why this is important and why it's good to help each other. So yeah. they're figuring it out. But yeah, yeah, at the beginning, it was rough. Yeah, but I mean, I think, you know, because we are constantly being bombarded by bad news, I think, though, we have to be really careful because the margin for error is really slim. People are uber sensitive, no pun intended to Uber, yeah. very, very sensitive to, to this now, right? Because we are getting bombarded on a, you know, moment by moment basis of all these shifting bad news stories. And so, um, overwhelming. It is. It's overwhelming. And I think there's information overload all across the board. And so again, how do you, how do you be, uh, comforting, reassuring, hopeful, offering, you know, safety um, and, um, and a solution without, uh, without seeming patronizing or, or um, leveraging, you know, this crisis for your own gain. I mean, there's a very fine line. It really, it really is. Um, I mean, I think broadly what we've been advising people to do is, think about how you're helping you know if you can if you can craft a message around how you are are helping in a in a time of crisis how your your business is you know providing a, a service or 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 whatever but you're you're right it's um that tipping point between um you know informing people how you're helping and taking advantage of a crisis mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. tough and it takes some some work and some some reworking of the of the messaging and maybe multiple tries it's there are there's not a five point plan that we're going to go no. through it's like how to uh, market during the crisis. do this do this do this do, no yeah, then, everything no. everyone is different and every yeah. you know and you know it's um i mean you have to think about too the generations that you serve and how they're dealing with this you know um Gen Z, the the youngins, <laughs> are significantly less worried about uh, the pandemic right now than the baby boomers. Obviously, for physical purposes, but also think about stages in life and and thinking about um, the crises that you've been through. Um, they they tend not to really have a a frame of reference for this crisis. But you also think about where you live. You know, demographics of where you live. If you're in a hot spot for for COVID, you're going to be reacting very differently than somebody who's living in an area where you're where COVID has you know either been suppressed really well or has not arrived uh, as full scale 
um, as some of maybe the urban centers are. So, you know, finding a cross section of these demographics and finding the right messaging, if you serve a broad scope of of customers is really, really important. Um, And again, there's that fine line, Um, but being agile, doing a lot of uh, reach out to those customers and, and really taking the pulse of what's going on on a, on a moment to moment basis is important. Yeah. Yeah. I think that um, goes into another aspect of, of marketing and that is the marketing plan, marketing planning Mm -hmm. and um, how that has kind of been just taken off the table right now to a large extent. Mm -hmm. I mean, you still have to have some plan, but it's, the plan is really more about just being prepared for, you know, it's what's next or what could be next, the uncertainty of it all. Yeah. I mean, the idea that, um, you know, somebody sat down in January of 2020 with their six month (laughs) plan. Yeah. You know, it, it just, that got blown up. Absolutely. So I think you, you try to plan and you, maybe there are some, you know, we, in your niche or in your business, there might be some um, mile markers, you know, along that you can Mm -hmm. still aim for, but realize that there are, um, everything is so uncertain right now. And the marketplace hates uncertainty, but my gosh. It's there. Yeah. You know, we're, when we're talking to clients, we usually would do like, you know, 180 days, three months, um, type of um, plans. Now we're saying, okay, for, for the next two weeks, we're going to do this, see how that works and then move into this barring no changes. But of course then, you know, time does not not change. So we're going to be adjusting even more than we anticipated. So understanding how things are working is so much more important. I think now um, really watching those metrics, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a data geek. So watching, you know, going into the you know, what's going on with your website? What, you know, are people abandoning your cart? And when you're online, you know, what are the, where are they abandoning the cart? Um, you know, what are they engaging with when it comes to your social media and your email and what is resonating with people right now? Um, and so you can't do the six month plan out and set it and forget it um, type of mentality anymore. You have to say, we're going to be developing these short campaigns or these messaging on a pretty much daily to weekly basis, and then reacting uh, based on what happens and how people engage or don't engage with you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's just how it has to be Mm -hmm. for a while. And I mean, the, the folks that I was trying to work with from a PR perspective for a while, you know, trying to maybe generate some, some coverage The the news right now is just, saturated. I mean, well, first of all, for at the beginning of this, there was no other news. No. It was 24-7, no. you know, talk about the pandemic and what does it mean? And and there's just no place to, to get, unless you were an expert in um, infectious diseases, field, right? Infectious disease. And <laughs> we all, Dr. Fauci. Yeah, exactly. You know, his, he was getting some decent media placement, but nobody else really, which is, which is how it should be. You know, yeah. I mean, the, yep. what's important to the world is what needs to be in the news. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it wasn't anything that that you could really get out get out in front of, and certainly have a, a plan to to roll out. You know, and now we're coming into a presidential election, which every election cycle that's a time of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know, you know, when you don't know who the president is going to be as of January. That's you know the market's always kind of correct for that because it's always uncertain, and I feel like that's uncertainty times ten right now. Given so, our current political climate, sure. Yeah. So, yeah. so the 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 very idea that you could get out in front of this very far, it's just not practical. Mm-hmm. You know, be prepared, have a few contingency plans, 
um, you know, look ahead, but realize that, you know, having date certain set in stone plans are probably, you know, those are probably going to get derailed along the way. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Plan B, C, D, and E. I mean, <laughs> exactly. you, you really have to have things built out. Um, and again, you're, we're going to be confronted by things that we can't anticipate, you know, no matter who, no matter what industry you're in, no matter who you serve, there are going to be things that are going to come out of right field, left field, whichever field, um, and just be really, um, you know, are going to pull the rug from under us on a, on a pretty consistent basis. Um, so, you know, adaptability, I think is the key word lately. Um, and also, you know, it's hard, I know for small business, I mean, you and I are both small businesses, our business is us, we are, um, the business, we sell our expertise and, um, and when people don't react in the way that we expect them to react, it, it takes, you know, you kind of take a personal hit and you go, well, but why, or why didn't they like me? You know? <laughs> um, and I think that you have to, you really just have to kind of roll with the punches because this isn't a normal time. We can't make the normal assumptions that we would, um, have made six months ago, you know, a year ago at this time. Um, and um, be just, again, I think we just have to say, how can I help? I think that is the first and question that we have to ask when we're, we're thinking about going to market with any campaign is really, how can I be of help? Um, what do I do that solves a problem uh, that these people are having? Um, and these people being my market, my target market. Yeah. I mean, really, when you think about it, that's how you start, even when in, t in times of non-crisis, that's really a great sure. way to, to look at your business. What, you know, there are problems. How do I solve them? Yep. You know, that's, that is a, that's, I think is a core aspect of figuring out what your mission is and mm -hmm. what your vision is for your business. So now that the problems are so pretty well defined, mm -hmm. you know, maybe there's a, a way that you can figure out, okay, given the context of the current problems, how, how do I help? What do, sure. I, what do I do to alleviate these and, and, and re relieve pain points? And I think we've seen it, especially in the manufacturing industry, the quick uh, transition from their normal line of business, if they were able to, based on their technologies, but, you know, from their normal lines of business to creating PPE, you know, um, you know, developing new, new masks, putting their engineering teams into, um, into play with trying to find new solutions so that, you know, masks don't fog up your glasses. And as somebody who wears glasses, <laughs> I got to tell you, that's a huge challenge. Um, but, uh, you know, how, you know, you know, really responding. And what happens is when you do that and you don't, you do it because it's part of your core vision and mission, um, you're able to really do that authentically. And then people understand that and you're seen as a helper. Um, and when things shift back or when the, you know, the crisis ebbed and now we're in a better place with, you know, finding PPE and, and, and toilet paper and, and cleaning products and things like that, then you can start shifting back in, but you're seen in a different light by those that you helped. Um, so from a branding perspective, you know, it's, I think it's a tremendous way of being seen differently um, and connecting with people emotionally and emotion sells. Yeah. Yeah. And the, um, the people who have been able to make that shift in their business to, to, for instance, like, you know, thinking about how restaurants and food service mm -hmm. had to totally shift to, um, you know, delivery and pickup and keeping people like out of their, their physical buildings. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, you know, that was helpful as well. 
people, you know, were, you need, you need groceries or if you can afford it, you need takeout. Well, I mean, I think about all the parents that are homeschooling, right? The last thing you're going to want to do after trying to work homeschooling children who are having a, you know, probably a harder time transitioning. The last thing you want to do is cook dinner. So by, you know, a local restaurant to me turned into, you know, very high end Italian um, restaurant created family dinners for people that you can just go and pick up and reheat. And it was incredibly successful for them and really a way that they survived, you know, before we were able to then do even outdoor dining. And Mm -hmm. I think we'll also help them survive now that we're transitioning into colder months and the dining is going to have to, we're going to have to figure out what to do, you know, um, when you can't serve outside anymore. Yeah. And that's a tremendous help to people, like you said. And of course it helps the the businesses too, because they had to, had, had to figure out a way to have customers and serve customers yeah. without and uh, support their staff and yeah. you know and not do the layoffs you know and try to keep their business afloat yeah yeah mm-hmm. so um, you know one thing we, we um, I was thinking about too something you'd said a little while ago was you know um, about bringing together the support in the community aspect of it and how important that is um, at yeah. any time I think but especially right now. Well, as we go into the uh, yeah. longevity of this too. Yeah. I mean, this, as we said, I think this is going to, we're going to adjust and we're going to find new ways of, of doing business, but things are going to be different for a while. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to be the way they were in January, February of 2020, no. you know, going no, forward. Just a new year is not going to bring <laughs> exactly. new changes. Um, and, you know, we were talking about the fact that um, a lot of the folks listening to this as entrepreneurs as, as small business owners they are the business the business is them they have they get into kind of a 24 7 mindset of, of being the business and operating it which is probably not healthy anyway but that's what we do you know and so um, the pressures of this um, you know they affect all aspects of your life and they certainly you know while they affect your business they also affect you personally so finding a support system for yourself and for your business kind of goes hand in hand. Um, There are a lot of resources available and of course they've all moved online. Um, If, for instance, like if you find that you are in need of like financial support, you want to figure out if you're, um, if you can qualify for some of these loans and these financial programs, there are definitely resources for you. Um, Go online and look for the Small Business Administration. Mm -hmm. You know, the SBA can help you through that. If you are, we are, we're in the, in Connecticut in the greater Hartford area. If you happen to be around here, the University of Hartford has an awesome entrepreneurial center. They sure do. Just, yep. just, just Google it. Amazing um, they, resources. They really, there's tons of resources. A lot of them are free. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the courses may, may, there might be a small cost involved, but um, they can absolutely work with you one-on-one mm-hmm. to, to hook you up with, um, you know, business planning, resources, loans, all all that kind of stuff. Um, there's stuff out there, you know, that mm-hmm. can help you. So, and if you're not in this area, just go online and, you know, probably. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, there are SBA yeah. chapters all over this, the country. Exactly. There's um, uh, SCORE, you know, uh, chapters also all right. over this country with free training um, um, as well as mentoring and, and such like that. You said, you know, I, I think that the connection aspect is really important because, yeah. you know, we've, you know, they connect you with people who are business, former business owners who have been through 
you know, other business downturns, you know, the crisis of 2008 with, with um, the stock market and, you know, all of the different ebbs and flows of, of the economy that we've been, we've faced. Of course, I think COVID's remarkably unique, <laughs> but um, they have been, I think too, you know, uh, chambers of commerce are also really good resources at this time, whether you're a member or not, they do have, um, you know, uh, resources for even for non-members, um, trade organizations, um, you know, their strength in numbers um, within your industries as well. Um, and then, you know, I belong to a couple networking groups, but I have found that my peers have been really hugely supportive and helped me maybe look at things in a different light as well. You know, they may see things slightly different because I, you know, like with you, I mean, I, we do a lot of the same type of work with our clients, but we work with different types of clients. And so having your perspective on something has helped me see something slightly different and an opportunity to, to uh, bring more value to my client work. So yeah. peers are really important at this time. Well, yeah. And that's kind of what I was getting at about, uh, you know, taking care of yourself as well as your business. It kind of goes hand in hand. If mm -hmm. you isolate yourself and gosh, I was as, as bad about it as anybody when this first started, you know, sure. just, you know, putting up the walls and, and kind of being afraid. And, um, but the fact is, you know, that the chambers of commerce have online, you know, zoom meetings and stuff, you know, it's not mm -hmm. perfect, but it, it's connection. You know, mm -hmm. you can kind of get face to face at least like this with people and kind of start breaking that isolation, you know, that feeling of, of, of really being on your own because that's yeah. not healthy again, personally or professionally to feel like Absolutely. you've got no, you've got no connections and you've got nobody who can help you work through this stuff. But uh, if you sign up for maybe some of these, these webinars and things where you can talk back and forth, just like you would in a, you know, in an in-person networking situation, mm -hmm. you know, you'd be surprised at how many people are going through exactly, exactly, exactly what thing. you're going through. <laughs> so that's, that's Absolutely. helpful. Just the support is helpful. Yeah, no. And I think, you know, one of the biggest things is, um, really realizing to be kind to yourself. I mean, you're not going to hit the same metrics that you had laid out at the, you know, end of last year, beginning of this year. That's, it's just not possible anymore. Um, and saying that these are, there are circumstances outside my control. I'm going to react the best way I can, but we also have to understand we need downtime from this as well. Disconnect, turn off Zoom, <laughs> go for a walk, play with a dog, you know, cook, make that sourdough bread <laughs> like everybody else. Um, but, you know, just really feel like, you know, take a, take a breather, move your body, do things like that, because that helps too. It helps to clear your, your brain pathways to think of new solutions, things like that. And, um, you know, when you, if you're a small business owner and you have people that rely on you and you're, you know, this crisis is going to be even harder and we're, we install this kind of in our physical bodies. Um, and you certainly don't want to become um, fodder for disease or inflammation and all that. And it just, it just is like a snowball effect. So take that time, disconnect the, the, I think the solutions come clearer when your mind is allowed to rest a little bit too. And Absolutely. we're not in that constant crisis mode. Yeah. Yeah. That whole uh, uh, moving business into the home for a lot of people, some people that was a very mm -hmm. big change for some of us, you know, I had a, a home office to work from uh, to start with, but a lot of folks that was a, a very big change. And I think they unfortunately fell into that being at work 24 seven mindset, mm -hmm. you know, now that, that they are, you know, they're working from home and, and, and trying to, to find those dividing lines. And it's so hard sometimes. 
Mm -hmm. um, you have to make a conscious effort. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, kind of to wrap up the conversation, because I think, you know, we could, we could talk about this all day and really get really specific about what you need to do. And, you know, with all the tools and technologies and, and support systems and everything. But I think the biggest thing is that we're all in this, you know, same spot. No, you know, everybody is facing this, um, you know, figure out the, the right support teams for yourself, um, readjust and really try to be as agile and, um, flexible as possible. Um, don't, and don't be too hard on yourself when we can't hit those metrics as we had planned out. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, crisis fatigue is real. So we need to give ourselves that breathing space too. Sure thing. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, in the, Cheryl and I have a lot of great people in our networks that we're going to be reaching out to, to, to talk about lots of different topics within uh, the marketing space for small businesses, uh, entrepreneurs, and, you know, those in the startup realm, um, as well as the nonprofit realm, because that's my background. And so I'm hoping to bring some people in for that. Um, and, um, and we're, I think we're just going to have some really good down and dirty conversations about the reality of marketing. Yeah, well, I'm really excited to be partnering with you on this and to be uh, talking about this stuff and learning a lot more about this stuff as well. Yeah, super. So until next time, um, we hope you do well, stay safe and, and healthy, and um, we, we look forward to our next episode. Hey, thanks for listening. We hope you got a few nuggets of good information to help you banish the fear of marketing during the COVID pandemic. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to get the next episode delivered directly to your device. And visit our website for additional resources, the show notes, and links. Go to marketspacepodcast.com. If you have feedback on this episode or any other, or topics that you'd like us to tackle in an upcoming episode, go ahead and share them. We look forward to hearing from you. In our next episode of Market Space, we'll dive into the deep end and discuss business and politics. In this climate, is taking a social stand as a business or business owner a real political act? And if you do, how can you do it right? Join us. Market Space is a production of Ink Creative.